What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, Let's do that hockey. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network, presented to you by BetMGM. My name is Michael Leboff. Joining me late or early Monday morning uh, is my co-host, Nick Martin. Uh, Nick, let's get to it. We'll preview Monday and Tuesday's action in the NHL playoffs. Most uh, we'll touch on seven of the series. Boston and Florida don't play their game four until, excuse me, their game five until Wednesday. So we'll save that one for our next episode. But we do have seven games to break down. And we'll start with the Devils and Rangers on Monday night at, at MSG. Road team and underdog have has won each game of the series. The road teams generally now have won eight in a row. Uh, and the Stanley Cup playoffs, they Clean weekend, Saturday and Sunday for for the away team. Uh, Devils are plus 130. Rangers minus 150. The over-under is six. What I think I like here is I I almost wouldn't hate a same-game parlay on the Devils and the under, which is not something I would thought I would say at the beginning of the series. Um. But New Jersey, those first two games was such a mess. They were so they were not composed on the puck, making bad decisions. They're still giving the Rangers too many power plays. Who knows what kind of officiating we'll get in this game? But uh, the Devils in game three just looked a lot more patient. You, when you play the Rangers, you have to let the game come to you because they'll capitalize on any mistake, uh, and and they'll catch you out of if they catch you out of position, you're screwed. And the Devils looked a lot better. Akira Schmidt was really good in goal. So like a more patient and pragmatic game from New Jersey, a slower game, or like a more stodgy game, I think actually correlates with the Devils winning, which is not something I thought I would say before the series. But I think that's the style they're going to have to play if they want to win. So not too much I actually like from this game. But I will say that uh, the Devils, they do look live. Um and I was not expecting to be saying that when we went into the weekend. Yeah, they they brought a much better game. We'll we'll see what the Rangers' response is like. There's been a lot of these where it kind of looks like one team's really uh, taking over the series. I thought the Stars was kind of the same thing, and and this is the tough one stringing the wins together. So I agree. I, I think that could be a good look. I mean, coming into the series, we thought the Devils were a good defensive side. So, and and the other thing too. I mean, Schmid, he's obviously a relative no name, but I do think people were over rating like how awful he was relative or like compared to Vanacek considering this season he arguably had better numbers than Vanacek mm-hmm. in a smaller sample size like his GSAX per game was actually better than Vanacek's so yeah, he played 18 games it's not, so it's not like, like that he didn't show yeah and he played he played like right. a, a, for a goalie that's you know the backup goalie for the Winnipeg Jets will play that same amount of games so it's not yeah, like it. so you, you don't like know for sure that he was going to struggle or fail. We see lots of goalies come in that are inexperienced mm-hmm. and do well. And and um, yeah, so I think writing them off on that front probably wasn't very logical. 
uh yeah to me this one the price looked pretty sharp i think mm -hmm. i i mean i'd lean devils getting that number but probably look just about fair i think it'll be close i might if they keep hamilton's shot prop where it is last time i'll probably go back to the well on that now that it's been down at two and a half and he's just he gets so many attempts. I was really laughing in the first game of the series. I think it was Mike Milbury calling it for that crew. Okay. And he was commenting on Hamilton being one of the best in the league at getting the shots on goal. And as, as someone who's been betting this Hamilton prop, that'd probably be the last thing I'd say about the guy is that he's good at hitting the target. But he came through with a nice shot on the overtime winner. So that was nice. Good for Dougie and the Devils making it a series. And, and hopefully that continues. Yeah. Um, and it looked like uh, the Devil's stars were starting to find their kind of place in the series. Jesper Bratt, Timo Meyer were really good. He's the best to watch. Yeah, I love watching Bratt, and uh, he was buzzing. Uh, Leafs and Bolts now. Uh, this series is 2-1 to Toronto. It's a pick -em on game four. The over-under here is six and a half. It's kind of interesting how this has patterned out. Tampa was the better team in game one, but it was a gong show. Game two, they were without Hedman and Chernak. The Leafs, much better. And then game three, Tampa, I thought, was uh, the better team overall. Much didn't better, get the, for sure. Yeah, they didn't get the goaltending, uh, and the Leafs did. Uh, and I thought the Leafs were actually deserved more credit for than they they got for being, uh, I guess, like good and good, uh, Winning like these little moments that matter in games, which is like you know, just winning a puck battle in front of the net or whatever it was. Uh, like, I don't think the Leafs were as bad as I think people are claiming they were and that they, you know, st st flat out stole that game. They did have moments, but the Lightning, I thought, were the better team in uh, overtime and for like the first two periods with the Leafs having a good third. I do think the series is, I think it's interesting too that the, the Bolts, this, the Leafs closed as a slight favorite game three. So the market is showing a little bit of love for the Bolts. You know, it's not like overwhelming, but I wouldn't be surprised if Tampa closes as a favorite at home, uh, which going into game three, I didn't think they were going to be a favorite in, in either game. Yeah, I I uh, got on Tampa early. It's the kind of game like, and I mean, obviously everyone knows I've kind of been pro Leafs. So it's a little bit of one where like in my mind, if they get this one, I'm like, hey, they're actually sitting so well. But I still think it's pretty strong on standalone value. Like they're so much better in game three and it just feels like one of those ones where the Leafs have such a hard time winning this game even when they're playing well if there's a team that deserved to win a game like that in the playoffs it's this Leafs core because there's been so many times where they've been Tampa in that game lost and then everyone's just like oh they don't know what they're doing they don't know how to play in these big moments and and then when Tampa does it it's just like oh the Leafs are so lucky so I think that they deserved it they did some things well they were getting really good net front presence because on a really similar play, Hall almost had the winner on that inner post. But I do think they ran pretty good. I mean, that one play, the Kucherov passed through the seam, Radish should have scored. If the view yeah. from behind where he was shot, that should have been it. And then if that shot goes in, Leafs already fucked up. Everyone's talking about how they yep. blew it again. So I think uh, that we'll see. Like you'd expect that Toronto should be able to play a little better, but it just seems like some of the puck movement out of the back end with the adjusted decor is not what it should be. And, and it's become like a fault where it's usually been a strength. And then I think prop wise, an interesting look, probably just go back to the well and Kucherov shots and then knees goal could be really reasonable. 
he's killing it and he was getting such good such good usage in that game he was out with the goalie pulled he was out numerous shifts in overtime and i thought he was really really good in overtime he was like he was good in overtime he i thought he played excellent so yeah, that's that line guy that line was their, their their best like only like noticeable sure. like the the line that won the right. only noticeable I mean, line but uh yeah that's what i thought because that's what i was thinking like the Leafs top guys like Marner and Matthews just weren't looking like Kucherov and point in that game. Um, and so I think if they're going to keep using him, like they have been, his goal was at like plus 600 that, uh, for that game. So that, that's probably a look that I'll definitely be considering. Yeah. I don't hate that. Uh, actually as well, that it'll be interesting to see where Andre Vasilevsky's game is. You trust him to just kind of snap back uh, last last playoffs, we saw him kind of wade into it, and then he was just lights out from uh, game six, seven of last year, first round series through the next round, uh, and and then into the the Eastern Conference Final. So, but if he doesn't snap into form, the the Lightning are a serious bother here. Yeah, it's it's a it's funny. I, I'm 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 not going to be betting. I don't think in this one, but I I really want to see who. Where Tampa closes, because I think that despite being down to one, the market is growing in confidence with with Tampa, which is funny because of how down everybody was going into it. Vegas and uh, Winnipeg, another Monday night game. Winnipeg lost game three, double overtime. Vegas was a better team. Uh, Vegas is two and one in the series. Now the Jets are going to be without Josh Josh Morrissey, but. I I mean he's he's obviously incredibly important to what they do, but I'm not betting the Winni- when I'm betting the Winnipeg Jets I'm not betting them because they have Josh Morrissey I'm just betting them because you expect Connor Hellebuck to be the difference against Laurent Boisseau and it really hasn't shown up yet and that's been a case in a couple series uh, so far so I would like to get a plus number on Winnipeg and it would likely be the Jets or nothing for me here. Yeah, I I don't think I can do it without Morrissey. I know it's only one guy, but he's just so crucial. Uh, I wrote about that game that morning talking about how one of the things that had become a discretion was the Jets or the Knights bottom defenders just being that much better than what Winnipeg had to offer. And I think that's just going to prove to be something where I'm just, I'm scared to get on the Jets. You made the case with Hellebuck versus Versois. To me, it just looks like one of those ones that's probably about fair. I just, I'm not overly interested in getting involved with the Jets and that decor. And there were some sequences when we saw like the one, I think it was Eichel coming down the right wing. And there's a lot of ice to defend for Stanley. And it was like bad. Like you could just, so I'm just scared of like a longer game and having to play without Josh Morrissey the whole time. We'll see. And then the one, I think prop wise, everyone's going to be on it, but I don't know why it's still going to be probably three and a half for Kyle Connor. Probably will open at minus 110. It opened at plus 110 for Saturday's game. And he hit it almost in the first period again. And it's just, he's been really noticeable. He's firing a lot on the power play. One of these games that's going to be tougher, but I'm for sure wearing a loss on it before I don't go back to the well. And it seems like in these playoff ones, like we talked about a pre-playoff where you can see some of these ones where guys get going and they're doing well in a matchup, whatever it is, whatever's the case. And I think just going back to the well on guys has been awesome for me. Like I've seen a lot of uh, handicappers having a really good time and it just seems like the backing the guys are doing well in their matchups has been awesome. Like McKinnon is just killing it. There's just, there's so many guys like that that are just every night making a difference and just going back to the well and back to the well on them. Kucherov, Nylander. I think uh, 
just not overthinking it so far has been a pretty sound strategy. It's obviously a small sample size to say that that's like a, a rule, but I do think that can be the case in the playoffs for sure. Hockey betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call or text the Tennessee red line at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah, or any other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Uh, closing Monday night's action will be Seattle and Colorado. This will be in Seattle. Colorado's minus 150 on the road. Kraken plus 130. Over under 6. Seattle's been really pesky. We assumed that that was going to be the case. There have been uh, some moments where the Avalanche just have taken over games through their star players, uh, most notably McKinnon. He's been fabulous in the series so far. But if you look at the overall picture of the series, the 5-on-5 goals are split basically even. The high-danger scoring chances at 5-on-5 are basically split even. The expected goals are pretty much split even. So Seattle is just hanging around. Uh, no Val Nachushkin for Colorado in this game. It would be cracking or nothing for me, even at, at this price, which uh, you know doesn't seem great. But at first glance, when you think about it, but without Nachushkin uh, and, and the way Seattle's kind of hanging around at five on five, it's, it's it's not all that scary to get bet against the Avalanche with this team. Yeah, I think that over is a good play. Again, we talked about how that game was going to be great for potential SGPs. Uh, and the over, and it was, and I think a lot of the same narratives are in place here. It just seems like they're going to give up some goals to those Avs top guys, especially Grubauer. Like, he doesn't look great. He's done better than expected, but I'm not trusting him on to come up with, like, big saves. And, like, on the mid-range shots, it still seems like he looks pretty small a lot of the time. Um, but the Kraken are winning a lot of the battles down the lineup. They they seem likely to keep posting offense. I don't think Georgiev looks great, so I'm kind of surprised that this line wasn't moved significantly um if i write my same game parlay article tomorrow i think this game will be the pick so keep your eyes out for that i caught a 10 to 1 points parlay on the saturday's piece on this game and i think a lot of the same looks are going to be great so yeah i like the over and, and i think if i was going to attack like a side at all i agree with you cracking in this one if i was going to do the abs i'd probably just play them to win the series in fives like plus 150 mm -hmm. I think that's pretty reasonable. If it goes back to Colorado, they'll probably find a way to wrap it up. But I hope not. I was, I was a little invested in that 
uh, crack and comeback was pretty fun the other night. And then <laughs> McKinnon and them kind of just yeah. put that to bed. All right, Tuesday night, uh, game five will between the Islanders and Canes. This will be the first elimination game uh, of the playoffs. Unfortunately, it's my Islanders who will be with their backs against the walls. They're plus 140 in Carolina. Uh, Canes minus 165, over under five and a half. The past two games have gone over uh, in, in very strange fashion. The Islanders scored the four quickest goals in Stanley Cup playoff history uh, game three to make to put that game at a total of six. And uh, the, then this one with the game at three, nothing going into the third got, got there as well. And you, you would think that the series would just be full of, full of unders and especially cause it's been a five and a half with heavy juice on the under every game. And we're now seeing, we've now seen three straight overs. So we'll see uh, if maybe some, some people start backing more goals in this one. I, I'm That'd be great. I'm going to stay out of here uh, out of this one because I would say the value would still be on the Islanders, and I think that's just going to be the case this entire series. But I'm just getting my my guts keep getting punched in this series, and I I can't take it anymore. So I'll let you take this one. Yeah, I really didn't have a lot here. I I agree that the under would be a look that I really like. They've kind of gotten blown up late, but I still think like knockout game. This Islanders team just feels like a good play to me. Refs will probably put the whistles away even a little more, but. Who knows? Not in this series. Getting called. Not in any of the series. Don't know what to expect with the refs. It seems. Um, well, this one you know. It's just <laughs> a parade of Islanders to the to the to the penalty box. Well, now they got to make the series longer. I don't know. I, I I agree. I think Isles are nothing under if it gets pushed to like minus one twenty five, minus one thirty. I'd probably play that at five and a half. I don't think it'll get there though. I still think. Everyone wants to play the unders here, and a lot of the big money would be looking at under. Yep. And then prop wise, I'll probably go back to our boy Brock Nelson. He's been finding a way to get it done. He's the best. And it's a tough matchup in Carolina. He'll probably be well past plus money again. And then maybe Jarvis, I think. We're gonna have to pull up the series scoring leaders after the next game. Cause I think some of the ones we gave out are pretty live. Yeah. Um, I believe it is. A, like four-way tie with two if i'm not mistaken i don't I don't think anyone's crashed three yet paul mary's up there nelson has one uh, aho has two nason has two and jarvis has two i believe uh might be wrong there might might be someone cracked through with the third goal but i don't think so yet minnesota and dallas dallas even the series up 2-2 going back to texas the wild plus 125 stars minus 145 the and the over under here is five and a half once again, I think like I, I would just lean towards Dallas as a better team, more depth down the middle, goaltending wash. They're at home. I I don't hate like an idea of just backing the stars to I uh, get this series done in in six if you want to to play it somehow. But been a little quiet from Jason Robertson. I wonder if a breakout game is coming from him as well. But that's it for me on this one. Yeah, I, I this is our first one where we kind of disagree. I think that i'm leaning wild and the hoping the number gets there i'm already close i thought dallas's puck movement and management today was complete garbage and the amount of break and i know they could obviously improve and build on that but i just think some of those guys are starting to show down the defensive core outside of high skin and i don't really think anyone's playing great so we'll see this series has been a little odd because it's kind of been 
a little back and forth, I suppose, but it still seems to me where you're saying like three of the four games, Mini's been pretty damn good. They're pretty damn good in both home games. I thought today was an insanely lucky win for the Stars. I didn't really think today should have been close. Um, And that was coming from someone who's on the Stars pregame. I thought it was just lucky. All second period was so ugly. I couldn't believe how many odd mans they gave up. The two Felino penalties were both really, really dumb. I think pretty much any neutral fan would agree that those were ugly. It felt like there's some sequences that just should have gone in and and it seemed legitimate. Like there was just problems. I think the the depth of Minnesota's defensive core is shining a little bit. So we'll see. It's been a little back and forth, but I kind of think it's gonna be one of those ones where the next game's still gonna be really tight, close to a coin flip and that we're getting a pretty good number to take a shot on the wild. And then the other one I'm kind of into is maybe Mini winning the series in seven. I looked earlier in the day. I thought that was kind of a good number. I could see that being uh, something that comes up. Been a, it's been just a weird series, this one, and somehow ended up in, I think, the spot that most people expect it to be, which is pretty tight, 2-2, uh, and with a good chance of going the distance. Uh, lastly... Kings and Oilers, this one just wrapped right before we came on uh, with the Oilers getting an overtime win, coming back from three goals down. Uh, almost were, they were in serious trouble to go down uh, 3-1 in the series to the Kings. The Oilers are minus 225 favorite. They'll be their biggest favorite of the uh, of the night on Tuesday. And the Kings plus 190, over under six and a half. I just think with the way Los Angeles has been playing in this series, and getting Fiala back, that this number is definitely playable. Jay Woodcroft now has a decision to make. I think this is my favorite better than of this this batch of seven that will be breaking down. But the Oilers goaltending, I don't like. I don't know how much you want to put on Skinner for tonight, but it's not like he's been stellar. Thought Corpusalo is pretty good to start, and uh, I trust him more at this point than Skinner. And who knows if he goes with Campbell? I don't think he will. Uh, but I, I think at plus 190 with what we've seen out of this series and how well Los Angeles could skate with Edmonton and the, the injection of Fiala, I think it's the Kings are a good price here. And it's my my favorite bet of the night or two yeah, nights. I think that's really reasonable. And you could go with Kings and overs like plus 500. That's a reasonable look as well, I think. Um, if Campbell's in, I'm going to be looking at Kings first period, Kings cover two in the first period like small lines like that because he got by it i still think it'll end up being skinner because campbell got by today but if you watch and i know he hadn't played an nhl game in forever he came in cold all of that stuff but he looked so so shaky that there's so many sequences where it just seemed so lucky that it didn't go in yeah he didn't really look great there was a few where i i really just don't think he had to do much and even on the ones he did that it was really dicey so I would love to fade Campbell if he gets in this game and uh, that'll be something I watch for, but I also don't, I don't expect it. I think they'll, kinda, yeah, no, they I'm, know their guy at this point in the year. I think I'm with you, but uh, even with Skinner at this number, I'll, I'll take the Kings uh, plus one. Yeah. Nine. And that was like, yeah, the Oilers got it out. They had a really good second. I thought the third was pretty telling because it, it really did work out luckily. And I guess that's, you know, the Oilers have the stars where they can do that, but, the Kings just completely caved them in in the third, got the yeah. lead. And then even once they had the lead, they had so many chances to make it two and put it away. And then 
you know, they kind of get unlucky on that goal. And yeah, I, I agree. I think it's just, I'd be really scared to, to back Edmonton at that number, even at home in the spot where it seems very hard for them to lose halfway into tonight's game. I was kicking myself for back in Edmonton to win. So not putting myself in that situation again with how the game looked. All right. Uh, that does it for this episode of line change presented by Ben MGM. We'll be back. Uh, on Wednesday morning to preview Wednesdays and Thursdays action. And then uh, hopefully the Islanders are still around for, for that one. And we're not eulogizing them. I don't but, want to lose the series. I like having all the series going. So I know it's been fun. So, boys. Hopefully yeah, they can get it done. Anyways, for, for Nick Martin, I'm Michael Leboff. We will see you again in a couple of days and best of luck with all your bets. Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.